Welcome once again to Ask. I'm Pastor Jamie here at Cornerstone Church. And this week we answer, what about mental health for Christians? Is it okay for medication? Two, are we gonna, um, what are examples of denying ourselves? And three, what do elders, how do elders function in the church, especially Cornerstone Church? Great questions, stay tuned. All right, welcome once again. We are, I think, in year six doing these questions. So uh, we can only have successful Ask programs if you ask questions, remember that. So uh, just go to our, our website, cornerstonebv.org. Uh, there's a media drop down. you can hit Ask, you can put your question, name, no name, we don't care. Uh, Bible, faith, life, you know the drill. We need your questions. Someone else probably has the same questions you do. So have the courage to ask them and we'll have the courage to answer them, all right? Um, okay, so the first is a little bit long, but let me read the whole thing because I think um, it, it expresses something that I get asked a decent amount. And it's this, many in Christianity deny reality of mental health, brain issues, in parentheses, whereas they would not say it's sin to get a cast for a broken leg or chemo for cancer. What if a physical diagnosis such as a hormone imbalance, imbalance causes extreme anger and lack of control over emotions. What can you say to a sister who feels hijacked by these feelings and thus ruining her marriage? So a lot there, right? The mental, hormonal, potential diagnosis um, that's clearly impacting your marriage, which of course happens. Um, but also, have, clearly you've run up against, whoever asked this, has run up against Christians saying it's wrong to get medication for mental health. Um, and I would say you're right to answer and say, hey, you know, if I have cancer, am I wrong to, I still have faith God can, can heal, but am I wrong to get medicine or a cast for a broken leg? Um, there are definite scientific diagnoses of, of severe anxiety, depression, hormonal imbalances, absolutely. Um, so here's so I think it's absolutely wrong to say would be you should never get medication for that. Uh, you know, the, 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 what I would always recommend is there to be a really good balance as a Christian. What I mean by that is don't just rely on meds and say, okay, the doctor's going to give me pills. Um, investigate what do these pills do? Like what, 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 you know, make sure it's the right thing for you. Always advocate for yourself, but also make sure you're getting counseling. I think specifically you want a Christian counselor, but if it's a secular counselor, that's fine. But on kind of parallel, see a pastor or a mentor, someone who you can kind of talk through these things from a biblical lens, very important. And continue to stay engaged in your faith, in the word, in prayer, in church, or in, right? Stay engaged in all of that stuff. And that way, um, it, because it can be a, a mix of several factors. It could be a hormonal imbalance, but the enemy could be using it, so there could be sin in the mix, you or someone in your life or someone around you. So you need to kind of attack it at, at multi-angles, if that makes sense. And, um, and so I, I would say specifically to your marriage, if you, um, that you should, you know, doing all of the above that I just said, but also get help for your marriage, get counseling. If you're someone in our area, you might not be, but if you are a part of our church, let us know. We have people who can sit down and help you and your spouse work through some of these things together. Um, and, and, and don't give up or don't just feel like it's never gonna get better. God will use people in your life um, to, to repair anything, okay? So hopefully that helps. Second question, um, what are examples of denying ourselves? taking up our crosses daily to follow Christ. And Hebrews 12, 4, in your struggle against sin, resisting to the point of shedding your blood. So denying yourself is not just a synonym expression for sacrifice or um, hurting yourself 
for the cause of, of God, right? A religious cause, right? Um, it it's actually means you are saying, I am not in control of my life, Christ is. Okay, that's key. So I'm not in control. My time, how I live my life, how I fix my attention, how I want to behave, what my goals are, what I want them to be controlled by Christ. His word, who he is, for his cause, right? So that's going to be denying your own path at times. Sometimes those go together. Something you really want for your own life is also what Christ wants for you. Praise God, right? So denying yourself isn't always this thing that's going to hurt all the time, right? There's going to be, you know, it is a, a, a sacrifice, certainly a sacrifice for someone to say, hey, I'm going to spend my time going to church or I'm going to spend my money um, that I could spend on whatever uh, to the cause of Christ, sporting a missionary or giving to my local church. So it's a sacrifice, it's denying yourself, but there's so many blessings that come with that as well that it isn't every moment like, ugh, this hurts, I'm holding a cross, right? So I think a lot of denying yourself fits into that category. Um, is it sacrificial? Of course, right? Um, it, it, it's, it means not treating people or situations the way your flesh immediately wants to, but instead, how does Christ want you to? So it, it's, I still think it's usually gonna result in blessings, not always. But in the moment, it's going to hurt. You're like, hi, Toronto, blah, 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 right? And instead, Christ says, forgive. Christ says, die to yourself, right? And you're like, okay. And, and, and that can be hard in the moment, but really when we follow Christ, dying to ourselves is the better thing. Okay, now, it can hurt because there's things that we might want to do that gratify our flesh, you know, sexual pleasure or, uh, you know, abusing alcohol or drugs. We just think that's what we really want, the party lifestyle, or, you know, whatever. I'm just thinking cliches. So many things that, that are, at least in the, in the short term, sacrificial to not be able to do anymore because it's not what Christ wants. Instead, to live our life the way he wants, right? That, that can kind of hurt in the, in the meantime. Um, it also can hurt when we're called to do something that's awkward or hard, you're called to, all of a sudden you realize Christ really wants me to share Christ with that coworker and the gospel. And it's like, oh, that could go wrong, that could go away, but I'm gonna die to myself and follow Christ. He might call you to go to the mission field and you know, you, you have a medical degree and all of a sudden you just feel, and I'm not saying this is everyone, but God just calls you to say, I want you to go and use that to serve and, and, and bring the gospel to, to unreached people group where you're gonna get no money, right? You're probably gonna have nothing versus having a pretty good lifestyle where you are now. And so that, Christ is calling me to do that. I gotta, I gotta die to myself there. Uh, or maybe giving, just being generous and giving a lot of money away. Not just your kind of usual giving, but real extra special uh, generous offering that God's clearly calling you to do. And it's like, oh, that could hurt. I could really do something over here or I could fix this in my house. And, and yet you die to yourself, right? So I think ultimately, um, and lastly, when you bring up Hebrews, which again, just as a reminder, says your struggle against sin, resisting to the point of shedding your blood, is Hebrews writer is talking about martyrdom, right? So the, the sin would be to not go the direction of Christ because you're afraid for your safety, right? Not to meet together, not to, to you're, you're going your own way because there's major persecution against the church. And so you could, I could be called to do that. Um, there's people who are in danger right now all over the world for, the, for following Christ and might shed their own blood as martyrs um, or spend time in prison or something like that. That could happen to us. I hope not. It may not, but it could. And, and so denying yourself, picking up your cross, may, that may be the ultimate end and result of that. Okay? Hopefully that helps. Great question. 
Last, uh, hopefully won't take too long. What is the role of an elder in the Bible, more specifically in Cornerstone Church? Okay, so it could be long if I gave you the real long answer, because there's a lot to that. Um, but if you really just kind of keep it to scripture, what scriptures say elders are, elders are, are the leaders um, uh, of the New Testament church, right? And there's a list of qualifications uh, in 1 Timothy and in Titus that you can look at. That, that's the most important thing. Um, speaks far more to the character of an elder rather than uh, what they do, their function, right? Um, this does speak to function, but it's far more. If you're thinking about being an elder, you need to think about, do I display these characteristics, right? And, and even better, do people see that in me, right? If you're the only one who sees it, probably not there, all right? So does the church recognize that in you? And, and, and so when it comes to functions, kind of simply put, uh, the elders are called to be peacemakers, right? To um, they help settle disputes within the body of Christ. Uh, they, they're called to pray. You see specifically James praying for the sick, but they pray for the church. They're, they're called to care for um, souls. You see that in, in Hebrews chapter 13, where it's like, um, we're in charge of your, your soul, meaning are you, you being fed in the way you're supposed to be? Uh, within the church. They're called to be teachers of the word and preachers as well um, and decision makers. So the elders cast vision for the church and really help everyone see this is where God wants to take this lo local body and do within the confines of scripture what he wants to do uh, with us in our community. Um, so Cornerstone elders, that's what we seek to do, right? Seek to have elders that have those qualifications and really keep them while settling disputes and dealing with some of the hard issues in the church. We try to keep them from really being in all the details. That's staff, that's, um, and some of them do those things too. They're not just elders, but as the role of elders, try to keep them above that um, and really thinking long-term and thinking where is God bringing the church and praying for um, big picture, sort of praying for people and and making sure they're cared for. And if not, how do we make that better? And, and that's really what elders are, are doing. A lot of other things as well, but uh, that's that gives you sort of the big picture. All right, great questions again this week. We need more of them. So maybe we'll see your question next week or week after that, stay tuned. So uh, go to our website, ask a question. We'll see you hopefully this weekend at one of our worship services. God bless.